What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. EaseWellness.com for the CBD. Ease.com. And as always, the promo code TAM. Yep, guy. And it's, it's a hell of a deal. You get $20 off your first purchase. Over $50, free delivery. Everyone hated it. Uh, I didn't come out of it thinking it was great. I was a little surprised that the take was yours. Most, I mean, it seemed like everybody agreed with you. Potentially one of the worst episodes ever. State your case. Well, there, I don't think there's ever been a more hyped season, given who the head coach was. So going into it, whether the team sucks, whether the team is good, Whether you have personalities on the team, whether you don't, I've been saying over and over, the episode is as strong as your head coach. And he's one of the more fascinating head coaches in NFL history. As I tweeted last night, if you had to do a comp for Gruden, he'd be like the offensive Parcells. He's just a walking soundbite, a better looking younger Parcells. He's just a walking soundbite. He's fucking nuts. He's just, he gets up at 4 a.m. They didn't show any of that. And I, I thought they just missed the boat on him. Like, I, I didn't get enough him. I don't care about Jonathan Abrams. I don't care about Ali. I don't care about, give me a little Antonio Brown, Richie, and Carr. I, I get that. But it's just, clearly the Raiders, and this was made me nervous going in. Like, did John Gruden edit this? I don't necessarily know what he wastes his time on that. Now, is he telling them, like, get away from me in meetings and certain places? Maybe. Because I, I thought, one, it was just, comp- it was really boring. And again, this is someone, Middlecoff, you're just a hater. I've been saying over and over on here, everywhere you look, I thought this had a chance to be the best season ever. So my expectations were sky high, like most people. And then to lay just an absolute egg in the first episode was, was really disappointing because I didn't feel like I got Gruden. It was just fucking boring. And I, I just did not get enough Gruden, guy. I, I I I need more John. I want it basically like mic'd up with Gruden, and that's not what I got. I, yeah, I I, I, I think nervous. everybody's been pretty irrational about this with that take. I didn't like uh, to me. Hard Knocks has been neutered for as long as I can remember. Like it it had this is what it's been for a long time. 
I, I'm not not that I was came away going like this was great. I didn't. I felt like it was on par with what Hard Knocks has been since they stopped letting since coaches stopped letting everyone film them talking shit about their players. And I still think there's a chance that we get a little more of that from Gruden than we get from most coaches. Um, I, I was disappointed in the complete lack of Mike Mayock. Like that was the one we thought we'd get. There were like Mayock was you, you well, I, I, two shots. He didn't say a word. He just chuckled well, at one point. I, don't you think it's fair that he's 100% told them, do not fucking film me at Yeah, all. leave me alone. This is Gruden's show, and he's fine with Gruden being the guy. Uh, but also, I'm a brand new GM. Like, I, I'm not, like, leave me alone. Like, this isn't my style, one, two. I'm brand yeah, new. Yeah. Um, so, but that said, I never felt, like, I think part of what they do in episode one is you got to try and build some characters up. So, like, one of the crazier things that happened, it's not even crazy, but a guy getting cut that they liked. Luckily, they had built him up a little bit, and then boom, he gets cut, and that was a thing that Who? happened. The Ali guy, the uh, last chance you guy. See, I, I don't think they liked well, him. Well, whatever. The point under- is, they would not have cut him if he wasn't acting like a dipshit, and they had rightly built him up, and then he got cut when nobody thought anybody was getting cut. That's my point. But I, so that's but I they- saw like T- Ted Nguyen tweeted today, and I, I, I'd forgotten about this. Chris Warren, a guy that they liked last year, was also cut, and we got nothing out of it. And Gruden has said, like a week ago, like it was because he was fat and out of shape. So that a guy that they actually liked, like Ali, to me, I get why they showed him, because he was a last chance you. Right, he's famous, right. and they even mentioned that. Like, I got that. I understand the production of it. But it was like, God, I'd rather... Now, that was one of the better clips when Gruden's talking to the uh, equipment guy. Like, get his shit out of here. Fucking send him home. Yes. Like, I, I, I like that. I, I, but I need more of that. I did not get enough. Again, I need more Gruden. I, okay, the other people are putting fine. me to sleep. That's fine. But, I, like, to me, Gruden was not absent from this episode by any stretch. I, I think the only... I felt like yeah, he I, was absent. I, yeah. I, I, you, guy, you're, I in a, you're, you're kind of on an island here. Well, I know. I, I know. And I, and I don't quite get it. And again, I'm not even arguing it was great. I'm just saying this thing where it's like Gruden wasn't in it, I don't buy. Because I have not watched a full season of Hard Knocks. I don't know how long. Because it's been boring. Because you don't get guys talking shit. But I'm just saying it's also formulaic. Like, you're going to get players who nobody's heard of. They're going to be some buildup. You're going to get some attention on the stars. They got Carr. They got AB. I could do more AB, honestly. Um, well, I could do well. I, I could Tafer do no Rowe, more Jonathan Abram. They, I'll tell you that much. <clears throat> we'll get into him in a second. Vic Tafer has been tweeting. One thing Antonio did after he practiced and then stopped was tell them those guys to get the fuck away from him. So it's like, I think the problem is, is that this was forced on the Raiders as they clearly did not want to do this. And I don't think they're totally giving in, right? They're not just being loose with it. And Gruden and Mayock have all this power, and you and I have dealt with them before. Guys like Bedane are just so dumb when it comes to how things can look good. You, he's probably the one final editing it, and or playing a part in it, trying to make it look. You know, it's just I, 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 I just can't imagine Gruden's going over it with a fine tooth comb. No, he doesn't have time. I don't think he gives a shit either. You know, he, he just tell as long as there's. But wait, not, wait like, what does that have to do with it? Like again, I'm just saying this matched what Hard Knocks usually has been by and large lately. Yeah, but you, but I'm saying the team gets to edit it, and I, I I'm saying my point is that I don't even think Mike and John they just tell him you can't do this, and they, they're not editing it. They got too much other stuff going on. Or in some te- like Hugh Jackson, I read did edit it last year or played a part. See, of it. I, yeah, like to me, 
edit. I'm curious what that means because I just don't think there's that much time. When I, to, when I say like, ed, you can say like, like I don't edit. want that in there, but yeah. I don't think you can real like they, they just turn around. There's so much footage they're turning around so fast. Yeah, maybe they probably do get to look at. You're right. They probably get to like look at the final cut before it goes to air, and say we don't want that. that that's in. what I'm talking okay, about. Gotcha. So if you're in, if you're in a team meeting, and you go, God, Derek was really shitty today, because I it just hit me last night. We know the strength of a hard knock is going to be on the coach. Why? To me, the last good season was Bill O'Brien because he was just he was the main character, and Gruden, in theory, should be the main character. I didn't feel I got enough of the main character last night. Okay. Now, what people I think like about this show are two things. One, coaches going nuts at practice. That sells. And you got, you're like, God, John Gruden's a nut at practice. We didn't really get much of that. Two, they like the personnel meetings where you're talking shit about players. Well, that's been wiped out. So now you're only dependent on coaches going nuts at practice. I almost felt like Gruden kind of lost his fastball. Well, before like, you get a couple times. we'll do that separately. We'll get to that. Because I'm just going to tell I'm gonna, I got a list, some things that happened that were entertaining. Uh, and to me, if there's like four or five things that were entertaining to you, it can't be the worst Hard Knocks episode of all time. You can say it's not good, but the worst episode of all time, but, that's right. That's because right I, I am basing it, Guy, on expectations. I understand. Like okay. If, if Michael Jordan in his prime this is scores not, 15 points, it's not the worst game ever, but relative to Michael Jordan, it might be the worst game ever. Okay, so. but, but, that's, but that's everyone else's fault for thinking this was going to be uh, the well, program. Well, that was my thing. I was the one banging the door. I thought this fucking thing was going to be great. I, could, I was so excited last night, and I left furious. I'm like, that's fucking awful. It was, awful. It was And then fine. everyone normally that I even... It was I fine. saw people that I agree with normally and disagree with normally. They're all like, this sucked. It's fucking boring as fuck. And I would tell them, go watch the last five years of Hard Knocks. But I think we knew, like, Hugh Jack, like, some of that stuff, like, we, we were prepared. Like, yeah, it's probably going to be a shitty season of Hard Knocks. All right. This one was like, God, this could be good. It, it, and it was fine. Okay, here we go. I'm just going to list some things. That, shitty. I'm going to list some things that happened. And the, you, James Jones talking about watching Matt Schaub practice. I thought that was unfair to Matt Schaub. Like, he didn't sign I, up so, to get <laughs> So I was watching that thinking, am I supposed to feel bad for Matt Schaub or just as part of the deal? Because I just imagined Matt Schaub sitting down to watch some hard knocks. And there's James Jones talking about how everybody around Matt Schaub thought he sucked. Which, that was the whole story. I mean, he did accurately portray the story with no cheap shots. I, 100%. It wasn't a cheap shot at all. It was just kind of factual. And I loved A.B. like filling in the blanks as the story went, even though A.B. didn't know the story. But to me, how just a re- how irrelevant that game, like in 2014, was to Antonio Brown, who was playing for the Steelers, when James Jones like we played Seattle, and he kind of pointed, and I could tell AB's like on this field, well, AB had like a joint practice. No, AB goes, AB and- goes, oh, they they wanted to win, and James like, no, it was preseason. <laughs> I don't think Antonio even knew what he was talking about. He's like, yeah, we were trying to win a Super Bowl over in Pittsburgh, and he's like, oh yeah, and he threw three touchdowns. Like James, he actually threw four, but. And the, it was funny when he's like, me and Charles are on the bench. Like, you better get him out of there. It's going to be a problem. Well, that's what he was saying. After he threw three, it was like, we better get him out. He's like, Monday morning we had a meeting. That's the guy. Oh, that's the guy? That's the guy. It was fan- It was, It was. was fantastic. That, that was That was a good uh, – I agree. That was a good That part. was good. I I'm have, not saying there wasn't a couple – there wasn't a couple I, I, I'm, just, I'm just trying to not scream about this thing the whole time. Uh, I wrote horse racing here. I don't know what that means. Oh, do you th- – like, if you're John Gruden – can you have your two first, two of your first round picks, not just, get, not just, not just sitting on horses, flying through vineyards on horses? Well, the one guy Abram raises horses. I, I think yeah, I know he did, but Cleveland, Cleveland Froll got his lesson today. 
Yeah, that's risky. That's risky. I, I also think that's part of hard knocks. Day off. I'm staying off, John, I'm staying off horses. Yeah, no horses. Yeah. I would imagine they told no more horses. No horses. Cle- now, I know, again, John Abram been on a horse, fine. But n- not bet on it. He raised him. Okay, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, it's risky. I don't I, I, care. Well, guy, what do you think? This you isn't your horse. It's some random horse. I mean, not not everyone's just in their room playing video games. Well, I, just don't just stay off horses. Go drink all the wine you want. Stay off horses. Okay. That was crazy. All right, all right. That was legitimately crazy. I, I'd honestly okay. rather you be in a hot air balloon than ride a horse for the first time in your life and have him run through a vineyard. I think you're underestimating how much these guys fuck around. I'm just saying, no, when I, I sign a contract, if I knew I had to put no horse riding in the contract, I would put no horse riding in the contract. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Clinton Farrell got his first lesson today. And then he ran yeah, a horse, risky. and the horse started running. See, so I, 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 saw, I must have been on my phone or whatever. I wasn't even locked into that. Because right away, I'm like, How this, can you this, review this if you didn't even watch it? All right, next thing up. Because like uh, that was the worst part of Hard Knocks, that scene. Oh, my God. Uh, Jonathan Abram at, di- at, at lunch with Derek Carr. Cringeworthy. Thank, perfect word. Cringe. I, I, I need less Jonathan Abram. Like, I, I got 12 more years, that's $240 million. I, I need him to tone it Salmon? down. Salmon? 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 Derek's like, uh, yeah, okay. Is there a chance some people that are in his life that can be real to him, maybe some teammates in Mississippi State or whatever, text him day like, bro, you were, you were acting a fool, like kind of ripping him? Hopefully he tones it down. Because I thought he was embarrassing the whole time. Well, the, the thing about the thing, his interaction with Gruden we'll get to later, that's a real thing. This thing was just, we- was just weird. I didn't, yeah. Derek well, I just was like uncomfortable. I don't, I, and I don't I Rosillo had a good quote. He's like, is the fake acting in this thing on all time high? Like it's, it was out of control and it was mainly him. It was, like, can you just, just be normal, bro? All right. As you said to me, but I, I made a note of this, but not on this level, Richie incognito with no use of his fingers meeting Antonio Brown as organized by John Gruden. <laughs> that was funny. The, the Ray Donovan in the background just describing Richie, and they, they did kind of like a flyover Richie, yeah. and they just describing it simply. Richie Incognito, with a troubled past, but has worked on his life, yeah. and, and and he dropped like had been out of the league a year, like it was like yeah. it was just kind of normal, yeah. like he had been battling an injury. Like he thought or maybe I'll retire from the Bills, and then they kind of skimmed over. It. And you're right, because I'm like, I don't. They don't have much to go off, clearly. Like, there aren't that many great personalities if AB's MIA, if Mayock won't talk to him. Like, Richie is a guy that they could ride half an episode on. Or not half an but, you know, like, do a segment on. And it would probably be a little ugly. Now, you're right, did the NFL, and obviously the Raiders don't want that. But that is, like, he tried to fucking shoot up a funeral home 12 months ago. The Bills like, wouldn't let him. The Bills had heightened security when he left. As, uh, as Alyssa, my You're right. Said, they're, they're not, they're not going to touch that because it is pretty ugly, right? Not on this show. They don't, they'd rather have guys riding horses than talking about guns. Uh, as uh, Alyssa said when they were hugging it out, oh, he seems nice. I was like, well, let me tell you a little, give you a little more background. She was like, oh, that he does. She was like, oh, like, oh she goes, big, big teddy she bear. She goes, oh, the guy that ripped the phone out of his grandma's wall? Uh, the John Madden thing was fantastic. I saw, I, I hadn't even thought of this. I saw that Kyle Kami tweeted, did they really want us to think that it's the same seven-man sled that Madden was on? I, I didn't. See, I, I thought that old one just. 
I thought the editing was great, and Madden saying anyone that's ever played offensive line in their life, anyone that's ever played offensive line should have their own seven-man sled for life. That was cool. I I thought the entire John Madden segment was easily the best part, and it made you realize, like, what a, like this guy was the fucking man. Now, would social media have turned on him? Because, like, the analytics are like, he's not even, he's not even right! Running the ball in third, what, what? And yeah, and I would have fucking gone to war with PFF. John Madden is just, it made me happy hearing his voice. You realize, guy, that was almost 20 years ago, mm-hmm. and he was pretty old then. It's pretty crazy he's still around. I mean, he looked old in 2000. But I miss him. I mean, that what just a universally unique personality. Like that voice, that just the passion, underrated part too. We use this to cure hangovers, and I think most people skip over that. I hope everyone realized he was serious as a heart attack. His team probably partied harder than like the 86 Mets. Like literally, they were curing a hangover for a team that every single person on the team was not sober. Like they even admit it. Like from Bolitnikov to Stabler to the to the whole crew, to the Atkinsons, to every human on the team was a raging party animal. Like, you could argue they were the greatest party animal team right up there with the 86 Mets of all time, guy. He was dead serious when he said it, and I think most people didn't even really acknowledge it. That hit home to me. Yeah, it's so great. You know what it reminded me of is I heard uh, Tom Tolbert telling a story of a guy that bunted on uh, uh, Nolan Ryan and Nolan hit him. And it's a hilarious (laughs) story, right? Hit him the next AB. Yeah. 98 in the ribs or whatever, right? And it's a funny story. And the Madden thing, it's a funny story. Yet, if somebody showed up to practice drunk today and it was reported, the same way when somebody gets hit intentionally in a baseball game, it's like, this is this is unacceptable. We cannot have this. You notice every story about somebody getting hit is fucking hilarious. And yet, when it actually happens in a game now, it's like, this is unacceptable. Anybody that's ever played the game, tells a story about when they got hit or when Nolan hit them or when they were afraid of getting hit. It's a funny story. And every story, every old guy you talk to that played and they drank and they did all this crazy shit and they were hungover. And get, like, everyone eats up David Wells. Did David Wells pitch a perfect game hungover? God forbid somebody actually be hungover in, like, in the modern moment of a timeline. It's the worst thing ever. Okay, let's say, let's use an example. Raiders probably be a bad example because it would go, it would be on hard knocks. But let's say it was the 49ers. They have a day off. They come back. They practice at ten o'clock. Alden, Alden, Jimmy, this. yeah, that's Jimmy, sad. yeah, that's Jimmy McGlinchey, Staley, R- Richburg, and Kittle. Like by about snap two, are like taking off their helmets, puking. Clearly, they're all fucked up. You know, like from the night before. Yeah, just white claw. All the reporters are right there. White claw. Just all the reporters are right there. Would it? Would it be a problem? Like, yeah. would it go viral yeah. that they were all wasted? Well, it would just be... No, it's just, there's a flu going through the locker room is what would happen. But I'm just saying, once it became... Like, they all got... Wet, there were pictures of them the night yeah, before. Yeah, it would Alex not... It would be treated as if it's not funny. That's right. You think so? Well, I mean, I'd laugh and you'd laugh. But I just mean that story in the moment would be like, do we have a leadership problem? Because <laughs> I, I hope people realize, like, these guys are getting wasted. Now, not it's probably a little different now. I'd say the craziest part back then, too, these guys were getting wasted, and then they had double days for three weeks straight. Or triple. Because I was, like, Joe Staley, and I was texting with a buddy with the Bears. Khalil Max, the same thing. They get a vet day throughout the week. 
Well, if you get a vet day throughout the week, you also get the player's day off. So you get the day off that everyone gets, and then you get your own day off. So you only have, if a seven-day week, and you're only practicing six of the seven days, and you get one of your days off, you're really only practicing five days a week. You know, that's five total practices. Think about a double day. If you have two back-to-back double days, that's four practices in two days. Like, the, the relative amount of practices in 2019, like I, I don't think those guys get enough respect how wasted people used to get and still function. Like, the stories about Montana and all these guys, like, they just functioned, you know? I mean, I, it's I, no different than, like, I, when I get hung over now, you just, like, battle through it. Uh, the, uh, the last thing, John, was uh, uh, Brenston Buckner I like, the D-line coach. They, they, he's new. And the show ends with uh, uh, Cleland Furl doing like a prayer. But then he starts making jokes during the prayer. And Brenston Buckner goes, starts, he's, he calls him a Christian comedian. And he's like, is this how you acted when you were around Debo? Or Dabo? Or was Dabo just like, all oh, praise God? Pray? He just starts making fun of like the Dabo Clemson religion thing. He's like, but now you're here and now everything's funny. But there, I bet yeah. you didn't tell Christian jokes. You just did the prayer. Kind of kind of telling him, like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. You wouldn't have done that in Clemson in front of your guy. Right. So were you faking well, it there, or are you faking it now? I, can I just give one overall takeaway, and Raider fans are going to think I'm such a hater? I think this team's really bad. I, I, I think they have a chance. I've been saying six, seven wins. I'm thinking number one overall pick. <laughs> I, I think they could be terrible, guy. Because I don't even think they're just... They got too many guys kind of doing their own things. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.